Hello, and welcome to Your Daily Homily, a ministry of St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Pasadena, California. For more information on today's readings and homilist, please view the show notes below. And now, Your Daily Homily. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He is the one of whom I said, A man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. I do not know him, but the reason why I came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel. John testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and remain upon him. I do not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, I'm whoever you see the Spirit come down and remain, He is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now that I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm dealing with something interesting today. At least we're going to start there. Something you read in the Gospel about the Lamb of God. That's what it says in the Gospel. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. <laughs> okay, everybody ready to recognize that, correct? Except that's what it says in the gospel. But look what we say in Mass. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Gospel says sin, and then we say sins. Which one is right? It's a fair question, yeah? In fact, you know, different parishes, it's funny sitting next to the deacons when we get to Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us, Lamb of God, because some of them will say sins and some of them will say sin. <laughs> some guy kind of listen to say, okay, what, what are they going to say? <laughs> uh, um, so let's, let's get into this. But first, we have to be clear what we talk about when we're saying the Lamb of God, because that is very, something very specific, the Lamb of God. You might remember the Israelites being in slavery in Egypt and how they escaped through Moses took them to freedom through the desert, 40 years in the desert, and they finally got to the promised land. But in the escape, after they had all the different 10 plagues and so forth, the 10th plague was the bad one because the Pharaoh would not let them go. Moses said, God says, let my people go that they may worship me. And the Pharaoh said, no, 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 no. So they went through all of these plagues, the boils and the frogs and the water turning to blood and all of those things. And the 10th one was the worst one, the death of the firstborn all across Egypt. And the Israelites were given a specific command. Take a lamb, an unblemished lamb. It has to be perfect. And then you kill the lamb. Mark your door frame with the blood of the lamb so that when the angel of death comes, he will see the blood of the lamb sacrifice to the Lord and pass over you to death. And then you have to eat the lamb because you're going to need food strength for the journey and eat all of it. Don't leave any of it, but you'll need the strength for the journey. Uh, uh, and so they did, and they escaped. 
Now, when you look at our salvation, we call Jesus the Lamb of God because those of us who are marked with his blood, the angel of death, not physical death, but spiritual death, the angel of death passes over us so we enjoy eternal life. And then the last command they had was to eat the lamb, which we do at the Eucharist when we go to communion. You know, the, the, the first Passover in Egypt prefigures what we do every day here in Mass. It prefigures it. It's the Lamb of God who was sacrificed for our life, for the angel of death, to, for death to pass over us to eternal life, and he gives us food for this journey through life, spiritual food that we need. Now, you see it again. Every day in Israel, two lambs were sacrificed for all, for, from that time on. There were always one in the morning and one in the evening offered to God at every altar. We do that in the church. We don't kill lambs in the church. But every day at the altar, we still make that same offering to God just so we never forget what was done for us. It's the Lamb of God. And you see it all over Scripture. I mean, look at the, read the book of Revelation. Sometimes the Lamb of God spoken of all over the place. But it's for something very specific, that title referring to Jesus, so that we get it that death passes over us and we have that spiritual food we need to go through life. Because life is hard. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm, I don't want to speak for you. I find life hard. Do you? Show me if you find life hard. I wish it was easier. I, re I really wish it was easier. So now we get to the point that once we understand the Lamb of God, we get to the point sin or sins. And they mean two different things. This is a meditation I had to do one time. Uh, sometime I'll tell you the whole story about it. But you take a tree, for example, and, and you look at it. And you see the bark around the tree. And then inside the bark, they have the heartwood. Another side, you go up and you see limbs coming out of the tree. And then you see branches coming off of the limbs. And then you see twigs coming off of the branches. And then you see the, the stem of the leaf coming off the twig. And then the leaf and then the spine in the leaf and, and the veins and the capillaries they have to deliver water and all of that. And they have all these different parts. But guess what? It's still the tree. All of it, every different part of it, it is still the tree. Same thing's true with our body. We have all these different pieces in our body. But guess what? It is still you. There's no different, there's no multiple yous. It is just you and all of those different parts from, from the biggest to the littlest are you. Now we have seven, seven or eight billion people on the earth right now. And guess what? There are not seven or eight billion different human natures. There is only one. There's only one human nature and we are all a part of it. And so when you get to original sin and that human nature created by God, perfect in union with God, meant to be united to God. And that first sin, what did it do, what did it do to human nature? And it affects all of us because we're all part of the one human nature. And that's what it did. And the separation from God that we had, God created this nature, us, to be in union with him, and the sin separated us from it. This is sin. Takes away Jesus the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That first one that destroyed human nature, recreated in him the new nature 
the new human nature. It's what St. Paul always calls the new creation so that we don't have to suffer with this by joining ourselves to him. We can, again, be... We can be part of, part of the perfect human nature. So that's what sin refers to, that original one that Jesus takes away. The second part of it, though... You have a pen? Need that. The second part of it, sin, sins, refers to other things. What we do. This is what we do. Right? That's what we do when we do things wrong. There's a famous story about a um, kid who couldn't hold his temper. And he was mad at everybody and all the time getting angry and yelling at people and losing his temper and it didn't matter who you were. And he, you know, one day he says, I'm tired of being like this, but I can't help it. And his dad gets a big box of nails and says, son, instead of losing your temper, every time you find, feel yourself getting mad, Go out to the fence and hammer a nail into the fence as hard as you want to uh, uh, until the anger goes away. So day after day after day, pounding nails into that fence. And after a long time, he comes to his dad and says, this is working, Dad. I feel better about it. He says, good, then let's do step two. When you feel it coming on, don't pound nails in anymore. Pull the nails out now. And that'll be hard. And he did it. And one day, he comes to his dad and says, thank you. It worked. I don't get mad anymore. Dad says, I'm proud of you, son. But look at all the holes you have in the fence now, which is what we do. We do the wrong thing. You know, we, we, we get forgiven. But that's what, that's what the reference to sins refers to the things that we do. What part of it does Jesus heal? Both. Both. But it's referenced to different, two different things. One is to the fall of human nature. One is to the individual sins that we commit. Now, when you, when you talk about what we need then, you know, if we had needed uh, um, information, I suppose God would have sent us an educator. If we needed money, he would have sent us a, 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 an economist. You know, if, if we needed pleasure, he would have sent us an entertainer. But what did we need? Mercy. And so God sent us a savior. And that's what the whole sacrament of reconciliation is about then. Not the... Not this one. This is what Jesus is about. The sacrament of reconciliation is about using God's mercy to heal all these parts and recognize them. We do. How do, you, how do you get healed if you don't know that you did something wrong? But you leave holes in yourself and everywhere you go. So, so I don't know who goes to confession and who doesn't, but that's what reconciliation is about, healing all of this. So keep this in mind, though, because we've talked a lot about sin, but the focus is not at any time focus is not on sin even though we have to be able to recognize it the focus is always on jesus the one who takes away sin the one who heals us that's where our focus has to be all the time because all the rest of this gets taken care of if you're with him and if you're not i don't know <laughs> you know thank goodness i'm not god and i don't have to decide those things because <laughs> yeah, that, that might break my heart so anyway say whichever one you want i don't particularly care lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world which one do you say you say, he says, he says the singular. But, but both are right, but they refer to different things. You know, uh, um, and one of those reasons, you know, we don't focus much on the sin that's on the Savior. We're not at all in sin on the Savior. Remember that, remember that guy on the cross with Jesus? Did the wrong thing his entire life, his whole life. 
uh, uh, and at the end, what did he do? He established relationship with the Savior. He said, I want to be with you. And that was, what, that was all it took. Focus on him. You know, and hear those famous words, today you'll be with me in paradise. I mean, God grant that I hear those one day. Amen. Thank you for joining us at Your Daily Homily. For information on St. Philip the Apostle Parish or to support this ministry, please click on the links provided. Until our next time together, be safe and God bless.